Our uh, NFL season previews of all 32 teams continue right now with the Rams, who went from Super Bowl champions in the 21, uh, 2021 season to 5-12 in 2022. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the sports center of Michael Duarte of NBC Los Angeles. Good to have you on again. And let's start with uh, the, the 2022 record. Uh, obviously, it was the worst winning percentage ever for a team that won the Super Bowl the previous year. Uh, for a second consecutive offseason, there was speculation that Sean Payton might be uh, long, you know, longing for a television career, but uh, he's back. Are you surprised he's back for year seven as the Rams head coach? Yeah, Sean McVay, I think you mean, Bob, and thanks for having me on. I think you, you said I'm Sean sorry, Payton. Well, but... Yeah, my no, bad. No, no, I got Sean Payton, the, Sean Payton on the brain after he you know, basically trashed the entire league yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> so, he's, he's in the headlines more than Sean McVay. You know, I'm not surprised. Uh, I know Sean McVay well, obviously, youngest Super Bowl winning head coach in NFL history. And what he brings, in addition to that kind of offensive acumen, and, you know, they call him a little bit of a wonderkin on that side of the ball, uh, is that youthful energy and spirit and the, the raw, raw energy guy. You know, obviously, people kind of mimic his voice and, and how loud he can be and he can get in his hair and things like that. But the reason I bring that up is because last year, during that 5 and 12 season, the worst season, as you mentioned, by any Super Bowl champion the following year uh, in NFL history as well, he just didn't appear to be having much fun, and I'm sure not many of the Rams were having much fun when you're losing like that after, you know, such highs of highs and reaching the pinnacle of success just a few months prior. So I'm not surprised he contemplated retiring. He did not seem like he was having fun. He's been saying for a long time, uh, he got married in the offseason, and he was saying he wanted to settle down and start a family. He is, by the way, his, his wife, Veronica, is pregnant, and he'll be in the middle of the season having a baby this year, so congratulations to him and his wife. But I think needing to step away, find that passion and love for the game again, understand that Matthew Stafford's coming back, Cooper Cup's going to be healthy and coming back, Aaron Donald's going to be healthy and coming back, and, and maybe they can try to give it one last shot here, I think was ultimately the reason why he decided to return. Uh, for this this upcoming season. Okay, we'll get to those big three here in momentarily. But uh, he's back. But they parted with several veteran players, including Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, Bobby Wagner, among others. They drafted a league most fourteen players. They signed twenty six more undrafted players. They lost twenty veterans to free agency. They had coaching staff changes. There's a lot going on here. We mentioned the stud veterans still on the roster, but is this just a, is this a legitimate rebuild at this time? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Bob. Now they're not calling it a legitimate rebuild. Uh, to quote GM uh, Les Need, it is a remodel. So if you would remodel your kitchen or your master bedroom in your house. The Rams are going through a remodel, not a full-on rebuild. Tear it down to the to the studs. So it is interesting, though. You named it. You know, Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner, Leonard Floyd, Allen Robinson, Taylor Rapp, all these guys, a lot of them all pros, all gone from the team. Uh, coaching picks. And, and that's what happens when you have sustained success in the NFL. You know, other coaches in the league want to poach you, and a lot of this Sean McVay tree is growing very fast for such a young head coach in this league. And as you mentioned, outside of Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, and Cooper Cup, you probably, the average fan, could not name another player on this Rams team. So that, that means there's a lot of open roster spots uh, for this upcoming training camp. And it's going to be interesting because there's a youthful movement going on with the Rams, and we're going to see guys step up and become those next veterans or all pros in the league. Uh, and they're going to have a chance to compete for a job and, and win the starting positions and play along guys like Aaron Donald, 
Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, as we mentioned. But furthermore, Bob, this is what happens with the F-them picks attitude and mantra that Les Snead had. Ultimately, you, you did it, right? It was successful. You won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And ultimately, that's all that matters. You've now been immortalized with that Super Bowl win. And if arguably, of all the Super Bowls you could win, for the Rams, that was the best one to win. In front of your home fans at SoFi Stadium, vanquishing Tom Brady and the defending champions and your biggest rivals in the Niners along the way, it makes it all worth it. Um, I also, by the way, I recently saw an evaluation of which professional sports teams in the U.S. have increased their value most per year. The Rams, by winning that Super Bowl, now have the largest increase by any NFL franchise as far as the valuation going up over 55%. They are now mm. evaluating the Rams at $6.5 billion, especially after that Broncos sale. So, you know, just to put that in perspective, Stan Kroenke purchased the team for $750 million just 13 years ago. So it paid off for them, but, but now they're paying the piper with this new youth movement. Okay, Stafford, uh, after the Super Bowl winning season, and he started last season with arm issues, and he missed the final eight games last season. He's 35 years old. Um, there are, are there some limitations for him this training camp? So no limitations. The, uh, the, the garter is off, the governor is off, as they say. But there is some things regarding Stafford that I think you know, people in our industry and ilk should be looking at this, this offseason, this training camp. Uh, and also throughout the season, and also fans should be looking at. You know, there were rumors out there that the Rams called around to try to trade Matthew Stafford in the offseason. Through my sources, I was able to confirm that trade talks did occur. Whether that was initiated by the Rams or other teams calling in on them, uh, we're not so sure about that. But obviously, Matthew Stafford heard that. Um, there's also a little bit of a, of a misconception going on right now. Uh, Les Snead and, and Sean McVay recently said that they did not approach Matthew Stafford to restructure his contract this offseason. And Matthew Stafford, uh, just yesterday on, on Wednesday and Thursday, hinted that uh, that's not true, that they did approach him and his agent to restructure his contract. So it's a little bit of a he said, she said going on right now and some contradicting statements in the media. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how that's going to go over. The biggest thing when it comes to Matthew Stafford uh, is, is that $12 million signing bonus was due in March, so I can see them wanting to know, are we going to go full rebuild, or are we going to go the remodel like we said? It makes sense that they didn't ask him to restructure his contract for this upcoming 2023 season because he's only making a base salary of about $1.5 million. Uh, most of that is in the signing bonus he first signed, and his cap hit is only $20 million. But next year, Bob, his base salary goes up to $31 million. His cap hit is $50 million. And in 2025, $50 million again. So I would not be surprised if they approach him after this season and see if he can restructure that deal if they want to tie their future of the franchise to Matthew Stafford long-term. Uh, and if he's not willing to do that, I think they will try to trade uh, and move him in the offseason. So it will be interesting to see uh, with him healthy, if the offensive line can stay healthy, keep him upright, Cooper Cup can stay healthy, a uh, guy like Cam Akers, who, by the way, put on about 40 pounds of muscle in the offseason. He looks huge right now. If those guys can all stay healthy, they don't have much depth behind them, but if those core can do it, they are a fringe playoff team, and you might then want to roll the dice and see what you can do uh, during the season as far as trades and acquisitions. But if any of them get hurt, the depth is so slim behind them, uh, you can see the wheels fall off and have a season similar to last year. Okay, so we're talking with Michael Duarte from NBC LA. Uh, I was going to ask about Cup next. He suffered the season-ending ankle injury against the Cardinals on November the 13th. Well, what's his status, and do you think he'll have a similar workload to the uh, Triple Crown receiving season that he had in 2021? 
Yeah, that's a great question. You know, he was kind of on pace for that before he got hurt last year, even though they were 3-3 three and three and kind of their tires were spinning in the mud there to start the year. I actually spoke to Cooper Cup yesterday. He was available for the media for the first time. Um, you know, he, he compared that ankle surgery and coming back and the, and the butterfly surgery they did on that high ankle sprain essentially to him coming off his ACL tear during the 2018-19 season. Um, so he's still kind of in that rehab. He's not full strength yet. He's not moving full speed, but he was out there practicing. Uh, I heard defensive coordinator Raheem Morris just praise how good it is to have an all-pro triple crown winner like Cooper Cup out there just for these young defensive backs and safeties to kind of learn from and pick it up quickly because there's going to be a lot of spots to fill on that defense and in that secondary and, you know, having to guard Cooper Cup in practice, as we recently saw with Jalen Ramsey, who got hurt in Miami, having to guard the Cheetah and Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, it can help you and build some stuff up. But uh, Cooper Cup's not full strength yet. It's going to take some time to get there. But what he was talking about was while he was rehabbing is him and Matthew Stafford using that connection that we already saw on the field during that first season together when they won the Super Bowl in 2022, trying to solidify it and see how they can improve and get better studying tape and finding ways. The fact that Allen Robinson is gone and a lot of these guys are gone and there's not much depth on the wide receiver position behind Cooper Cup. Uh, I know they brought in Demarcus Robinson, a veteran. Um, you know, Tutu Atwell has been this guy they drafted and hoping he could be a deep threat. Maybe he has a breakout year. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of guys behind Cooper Cup. So I think uh, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup will be, you know, having a lot of connections in passing yards and, and receptions this year. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him in that race again. Okay, the offensive line. Uh, you're not you aware of these numbers, but uh, for the for the masses here, uh, they had 14 different combinations, including five different players at right guard, four uh, different left tackles. So it's certainly not surprising that they allowed 59 sacks, which was actually third most in the league. Not the most, but third most in the league. How much better could this offensive line be in 2023? And and. Again, Bob, that is where it all starts and ends, and that is what happened last season as well. Uh, it's no coincidence that that year that they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. Uh, there was really no injuries at the offensive line, same starting five the whole year. Uh, and then even in the Super Bowl year, very limited injuries uh, to that offensive line to, to, to attribute to that success that they had ultimately winning the championship. So it all starts and ends with the offensive line, keeping Matthew Stafford upright and healthy, creating holes for Cam Akers to open up the pass game for Sean McVay and Cooper Cup, as you mentioned. So it really hinges to me on Joe Nopum. This was the uh, heir to Andrew Whitworth's throne. Uh, he was very good in the playoffs during that Super Bowl run, but he has a history of being yeah. injured, and he needs to stay healthy this year. Uh, if they do, they have guys they've drafted that position. Logan Bruce is the guy who was supposed to start. He got hurt in the preseason last year. He needs to stay healthy. So, you know, Rob Havenstein, Coleman Shelton, some veterans are there. If they are healthy and keep Matthew Stafford upright, this is a fringe playoff team. If any of those guys go down and we see what happened last year, it's over. Okay, so on the flip side, the defensive side, Aaron Donald, he missed the last seven games with a high ankle sprain. He's back, but, you know, Leonard Floyd and then Greg Gaines, who had a career against the Cardinals, by the way, Greg Gaines, and Ashawn Robinson, those guys are all gone. Is there enough up front to prevent uh, Donald from being like quadruple teamed at this point? Yeah, not really, and that's the one thing. And it'll be interesting, like we said, to see how the season unravels because if they are you know, fighting for a playoff spot, fighting for that NFC West division, I can see them making some moves to get Aaron Donald help on that defensive line. Uh, Aaron Donald is double and triple teamed anyway. 
That is why they went out and got a guy like Von Miller to come in and, and allow uh, either them to have to defenses to have to pick and choose who they're going to double and who they're going to guard because, you know, if you have two guys rushing the passer that are elite at rushing the passer, then you can't just double or triple team one. So that's going to put a lot of Ionis this year on a guy like Michael Hecht who kind of came out last year out of his shell and showed himself. Another guy, Ernest Jones, linebacker. Uh, he's gonna. He's a good pass rusher. He's gonna have to step up. There's a lot of guys on this defensive line that are gonna have to step up and show that they deserve respect from the opposing offensive line. Otherwise, like you mentioned, they're just gonna double, triple, and quadruple team Aaron Donald. He's not gonna be able to get to the quarterback. He's gonna be extremely frustrated all year long. And if he's not getting help on the other side or for some some of his teammates as far as rushing the passer, it's gonna be a long season for Aaron Donald. Okay, so Jalen Ramsey's in Miami. Bobby Wagner went back to Seattle. So how are they going to try to compensate in the second and third levels of the defense? Yeah, you know, if you look at this roster, a guy like Jordan Fuller is the only, and maybe Kobe Durant, you know, they, they joke the, the cousin of Kevin Durant is what the joke was. Um, you know, those guys are the only guys that you'll recognize from names from previous seasons. Those guys are going to have to step up. They got a, a season or two to learn from Jalen Ramsey, arguably the best in the business. Uh, Raheem Morris, though, is a great defensive coordinator. He's going to have those guys prepared. Um, I think those guys can step up and do an admirable job. Um, the question is, is, can they stay healthy for the whole season? Because beyond that, you have undrafted free agents, uh, late-round draft picks, no veterans behind them. Uh, it is extremely weak and thin. It's about as brittle as a three-month-old bar of soap behind the starters who have a little, at least a little bit of starting experience. So, uh, it, again, this Rams team in 2023 is all going to come down to health because after that they're going to look like a, a preseason roster uh, if any of the starters go down. Well, speaking of that, I mean, the special teams, they have a new coach. They lost their entire specialty group. I'm guessing a lot of the special teamers are going to be all these rookies that they just brought in. 100%, and that's what these roster spots here in training camp and OTAs are all going to be about coming up. Uh, this is the opportunity for these undrafted free agents, these late-round draft picks, to make the team via special teams. And as you said, they had to cut places somewhere. So in the past, it has been the special teams uh, that was cut. They, you know, they, they, Greg Zerline was a guy who's now at the Cowboys who was cut from the Rams. He's a great kicker, but was just making too much money. Johnny Hecker, arguably one of the best punters yeah. in the league for, for a, a strain of years there, was making also too much money. These are the casualties of the FM picks and having to pay some of your, your superstars. So now you have a, a kicker in Tanner Brown, a rookie. Uh, who knows what he's going to be, a, a new rookie punter they drafted, Ethan Evans. Like, it's a lot of no-name guys, guys that you're not going to see on the marquee that are going to need to step up for this team. But to your point, yes, uh, these guys we talked about uh, are all going to be competing for those spots on the special team because that's where they essentially uh, changed this roster and did that remodel we talked about by cutting loose on a lot of those guys. Okay, last up, uh, the uh, consensus win total for the Rams, 7.5, so over or under 7.5 wins in 2023. Yeah, I heard 6.5 originally, so I would say over 6.5. Again, it's hard for me to, to put a number on it, Bob. I know you know betting, sports betting is the way to go. To me, if they can stay healthy, they're going to way exceed that number of 7.5. They're going to blow that out of the water. If Guys start to go down. If Matthew Stafford goes down, if offensive linemen go down, uh, if Cooper Cup goes down, they ain't even winning six games. Uh, then it would be the under. So I'm going to say you know, they can stay healthy and, and be around eight or nine wins and maybe compete for a wild card spot. That'll be my, my gut. But if you know any of those injuries happen like we just mentioned, 
re take play back the tape and change it and and go with the under on that. <laughs> Okay, sounds like a team that's maybe better to just bet on a weekly basis than a season win total. Exactly, exactly, 100% correct. All right, Michael, good stuff. Good talking to you again. I appreciate it. Thanks. Have a great show. Thanks, Bob.